0: all right one two three and all right so short circuit a little spinoff of the circuit podcast at which me Elijah shaw because i'm never around i'm gonna do my own little mini podcast and i decided that i could since i'm doing a podcast i could bring my friends up and so Welcome to the latest edition of the Short Circuit. And this time, I'm really glad to have uh, a very close friend of mine. I consider him a brother. We do a lot of things together. Uh, Mark James, uh, who is the founder of Panther Protection Services. Mark? What's up, B? Oh, we got it, man. So this is going to feel kind of weird because we talk all the time anyway. I'm telling you, yeah. (laughs) But the, the great thing about this is with the Circuit Magazine podcast, what we like to do is we like to take just one topic and kind of drill down into those topics, because okay. that's something that we don't always have the opportunity to do with you know people to ask us questions about different things in the industry, even though we do things kind of across multi-platforms as well as the training class. But being able to kind of drill down into one thing is something that has been our aim with the circuit. So then people can pick up an episode and learn about Absolutely. women in protection. They can learn about vehicle dynamics. And in this case here, I want to talk about branding. And, and for those that know your history, uh, th- they know that you understand kind of that world of, of branding. You come from a corporate America background and you've been able to merge that uh, with the close protection industry and have, has had a lot of success in that. And I can co-sign all of those statements there. <laughs> and so so what I want to do is just kind of you know take a nugget of that, drill down to it for the next you 30 know, something odd minutes or something, and hopefully we can kind of mine it for jewels. Okay. Cool. But first, all right. Uh, how we start things off is just these three rapid fire questions. We ask every guest this. Uh, it doesn't require a lot of thought. It can just be like off the top of your head. Um, but it, you know, it's just kind of to set the tone or whatever, and just gets some impressions. And so, the first one I want to ask you is, what's one thing you would change about the industry?
1: Uh, I would get, I would, I would get rid of all of the negative nillies. Uh, tell me what you mean. Uh, those people who every time you see them post, they're always complaining about the industry. I always tell people, if you think that this industry is so bad, get in a different one. Or if you think that the agency you work for or the company that you work for is so bad, the best way to fix that is start your own agency. And all those things that you don't like, then correct them in your own agency. But I think what most people will find out is once they start their own agency and they start thinking about things like owners, and not just as an individual contributor, they start to see, now I understand more why they did things certain ways. Now when I have to pay the licensing, I have to pay the insurance premium, I have to I have to still pay my people even when the client hasn't paid me yet, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden there's a different appreciation for what being an owner is. I get it,
0: bro, I get it. I understand exactly what you're saying. Okay, question number two is, what's one thing you love about the industry?
1: There's nothing greater than when a client tells you, I feel good. My family feels good. You keep us safe. You know, hey, we appreciate what you, we appreciate what you do. There's nothing better than that than when somebody telling you, hey, you guys have a residential security situ- um, situation at my house. And my wife told me this is the best night of sleep she's ever had, knowing that you guys were standing on that wall looking out
0: for her." Mm. I love that, bro. I love that. Okay, and the last one, and this one might require a little bit of thought, but not much. Name a public figure, living or dead, past or present, that you would have loved to have provide protective services to. You don't have to say why, you can just give me a name. Douglas.
1: Frederick Douglass.
0: Frederick Douglass, okay, bro. All right, you were way back. We're going to have to unpack that at some point. Yeah. That's great, man. Yeah, That's great. Yeah, yeah. and
1: and, 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 I'll, and I'll tell you why. One comment that always rings out in me, something that he said, he said, it's it's easier to build strong children than it is to repair broken men.
0: Wow. That's heavy, bro. I get it though. That's heavy. I like it, man. I like it. Well, thank you, bro. I, I think we, we've uh, successfully broken ice, even though me and you, we, <laughs> yeah, right. there's no ice between yeah. us. But, <laughs> right, right. Um, so, I, so I think I going to just jump right into this topic here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to set the stage again. We're, we're talking about branding. But, and and you and I speak about this often, Mm -hmm. but why should protectors care about branding? Like, why does it even matter to them?
1: Or should they, I guess? Yeah, Yeah, I think they should think about branding. And I always tell people as an individual contributor or as a company owner, you are your brand. And people's first impression of your company is the first impression that they get of you. And unfortunately, people have, who don't really understand branding, don't really understand marketing, people use those terms marketing and branding synonymously marketing is a component of branding but marketing is not branding and so you have to think about whether you're an individual contributor whether you're a politician whether you're a protector whether you're a protection agency a bodyguard training academy a retail establishment it's all about creating that emotional attachment with consumers and so once again when that client said hey my wife sleeps better at night knowing you guys are there particularly Mm -hmm. uh, when we're traveling that's that emotional connection right that's that emotional attachment that's the thing that brands are all about
0: okay i'm following so i guess in order to kind of you know kind of get you know break it down a little bit or visualize it a little bit are, are there any strong brands that stand out to you personally
1: okay um i'll tell you one of my um well, hey, outside of Panther Protection Services and sure. Icon. <laughs> uh, uh, well, you know, I'll tell you, Nike is one of my favorite brands. You know, growing up, I played football, baseball, basketball, I wrestled. And when I put on my Nikes, it still reminds me of, it still makes me think I'm an athlete. Yeah, I'm probably several steps slower. That crossover isn't quite the same. But every day when I put them on, it still reminds me of that I'm an athlete. And Nike has always been about helping athletes perform better. And 85% of the people who wear Nikes don't get paid to wear them. People think that everybody who's wearing Nikes has a Nike contract. That's not true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because people who do it for a living value what the brand brings. And if you look at any of the people who are signature athletes of Mm -hmm. Nike, there's always something about their personality that they weave into those shoes. They weave into those into that apparel. And that's the part where the emotional attachment comes in. That's the part that makes the athletes say, these guys really, really um, get it. The right, old right. days in the, in the early, in the 80s, when everybody from IBM wore a blue suit and a white shirt, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, Because with a blue suit and a white shirt, you look like you're smart, even if you weren't. Right. Sure. So sure. there were no pictures. It, it, there
0: were it, it sends an image.
1: It sends an image. It sure. sends Whether it's that,
0: the, the Rolex watch or right, it's right. The, the Louis Vuitton it's suitcase. Right. right. So okay.
1: when you look at when you look at uh, the American Express Black Card, right, when we think about the American Express Black Card, everybody goes, ooh, and ah, but they don't really understand that the American Express Black Card, you don't apply for one. They invite you to be a member of the Black Card. In order to have an American Express Black card, you have to spend $265,000 a year minimum on your platinum card to even get an invitation from them. So when you see the black card, there's a clear image of what comes to mind in terms of the the high network client that possibly has that. When they walk into a hotel, when they drop that card down, they walk to a restaurant, they drop that card down. They walk to a Sky Lounge that tells you we don't have any more space. Uh, you know, you walk into that American right. Centurion Club, right? so say, I'm sorry, we don't have any space. Somebody drops a black card on there. Uh, Hold on for Mr. Shaw. Can you give me one minute? Mm-hmm. How many's in your party? Right. They find the space. Right. So, once again, with that card comes an expectation of service performance, right? Mm-hmm. So, there are things that American Express is doing that makes people say, because these people can have any kind of card they want to. Right? Sure. But they make a decision to have that mm-hmm. American Express black card because it sends a signal, it tells mm-hmm. a story, and there's a mm-hmm. level of support that stands behind that card.
0: No, I love that. that makes sense. And so and we talk about you know our personal brand, mm-hmm. our, our company brand for those of us that have yep. an agency, uh, and then there's also the realization that the client has a brand as well. Absolutely. So, so my next question is, you know, there's got to be times, and I'm saying that rhetorically because I know the answer to this, but there are times when when those two brands maybe aren't in alignment. So, Correct. you know, how do we deal with that? How, how, how do we deal if we're a protector? Well, I
1: think I think if we're a protector on the front end, as we're establishing that relationship, we look at, we do research, right? The hallmark of protective services is the protective advance, if I'm looking at bringing a new client on, you know, you know, in my agency, I need to research them and find out a little bit more about how they currently do business. I need to find out a little bit more about who is the prior protector before me. Why is that protector no longer there? What is it that I can learn from that? If there's some things that this client does that doesn't, that's not in line with how we provide protective services. I have to find out, are there things that I can help them slowly move towards that direction? Because if you keep stripping away all the fundamentals of what allows us to keep people safe, you take away our ability to keep you safe. Because there are some standard protocols which allow us to do our jobs most efficiently and to effectively mitigate risk. So I have to ask myself, do I want to take that client on if I've known they've historically violated all of those types of things because it's only a relationship if both of you guys agree it's only a contract if both of you guys agree and too many people are happy to take on a client that they see a client who violates those things there hasn't been enough willingness from the client to change their behavior so what makes you think that you're going to have different performance sure so
0: I, 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 you it, know i i say um you know if you've got a strong anti drug policy why would you take snoop dog or willie nelson on as a client? absolutely right because
1: <laughs> they're they're going to do what they're going to do right sure. so if that doesn't work for you i respect their right for them to self-medicate right <laughs> you know so sure, sure. but so once again these are all things that we have to that, that we have to that we have to understand mm-hmm. and then you have to ask yourself is there alignment between those things and if i'm whether i'm talking to snoop whether i'm talking to willie whether i'm talking to a different client whether i'm talking to the business manager we have to find out, can we find some common ground in here? Okay. Because if a client gets hurt on your watch, it's not good for your business either. Right? So all of these things all come together. And But a lot of times we have protectors who they've gone to a protection school, they've taken a class, and now they think they know everything. And they think they're going to come back and they're going to tell this client what they're going to do. Well, sure. you know, hey, I just I just graduated from bodyguard school 101. I know what I'm doing. You don't know anything, and let me tell you what you're getting ready to do, Mr. and Mrs. Client. They forget who's signing that check, right? They are forgetting where that where that comes from, and so most of the time, when it comes to clients, to move them off positions, it comes with credibility. Right. When you don't have any, when you start a relationship, it's typically transferred to you from someone. The best credibility okay. is when you can earn it for yourself. Right, but until you earn it, getting that client to make slow movements is going to be an evolution and not a revolution. So don't expect that you're going to make this happen overnight. But over time, once they see that you really have their best interest, then they're willing to do those things that helps them be more successful. You know, I asked a client. I said, "We, well, you can do what you're currently doing, but." If, if you don't mind me sharing a, little, a few things with you, sir and ma'am, then your business is going to continue to generate based on your craft sold. You're not going to open yourself up for additional endorsements and other things because some of the places where you think you would like to get endorsements from, you're not aligned with their current endorsement strategies. So if your protectors are always jumping into the crowd, beating up people, A brand has to ask yourself, do they want to be aligned with that? Because that can be a negative take Mm -hmm. for their particular brands. And so once again, you'll be a phenomenal musician, right? You'll be a phenomenal entertainer, but you will keep driving all your revenue from that one platform. You're going to lose the ability to get it from other places, or you're going to get it from places where that's all that those other brands do is thrive in chaos. And if
0: that's where you okay. want to thrive then hey so 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 let me ask you this so we talked about on the front end which mm-hmm. is which is doing that research on the client yep. and going into it knowing what you're getting into absolutely and then you use an, an example of you're in a situation and maybe the client has a certain way of thinking mm-hmm. and you make those suggestions to them hey let's look at it like this mm-hmm. what happens with the point when you get to the point where the client isn't taking your recommendations and like you said you know you know having a client who's injured or or worse you know dead clients don't pay right. Uh, right. that doesn't that doesn't do anything for your personal brand correct so right. what happens when you get to that stage where hey the money's good but they're just not listening right. or the 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 negative attention yeah. that's on them maybe right. reflects on me or should we even care? Yeah. Right.
1: Okay. well i think i think what you have to ask yourself is do you want to continue to maintain that relationship? Because when I when I got into the business of protective services, I agreed to be in an at-risk business. But if you're constantly not willing to listen to the things that I could do to help keep you safe, which also keeps me safe, mm-hmm. if you're saying that you don't value my family, right, because you're constantly putting me at risk because of your behavior, then at a certain point in time, I'm going to stop valuing yours. I'm not going to walk away. I'm not going to get you hurt, but I'm going to say, I have to have a separation in this relationship because I made a commitment to my family to get back home at the end of the night also. Sure. And so once again, if you're not going to respect my family, then that's my, that's, that's my primary
0: client. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because clients will come and go.
0: Right. So uh, uh, you're saying we have to be willing to walk away.
1: Absolutely. And typically when people are new in the business, what you often see is they're so hungry to get that first contract, small or large, right? Because they got debt to service. I get it, right? We all have been there, right? So we sometimes take on assignments without really understanding the risk. Always take on assignments where the pay is probably not what we want it to be. And it's only because usually early on, we don't understand our true cost of doing business. Because we understood our true cost of doing business, we would not agree to that number.
0: Sure, sure. And so, the hope is take this now, and things right. will get better. Right, right. Hope is not necessarily a strategy.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Okay,
0: okay. I, I get that. That, that yeah. makes sense. Uh, and so, if you have a client, mm-hmm. again, because we want to look at this from a branding perspective, we yep. are our own brand, and, mm-hmm. and 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 you know, depending on your situation. You know your your ability to operate in this field should extend beyond that particular client.
1: Absolutely. You, know, you Absolutely. might not
0: always be working with them. So, Absolutely. Um, so if that relationship turns toxic, mm-hmm. perception-wise, you might have to make that that change. You might Absolutely. have to switch gears. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and I think
1: the most important thing to do is is you always take the high road, right? You know, relationships. Come and go, they start, they stop, they terminate, they move on all the time, whether it's Mm -hmm. positive or whether it's a forced separation or Mm -hmm. however we get to that point. So, none of us should be surprised with that, no matter what industry you're in. We just happen to be. Yes.
0: Mark, I'm sorry. Just let me jump in with that because I know you, I see where you're going with that. And I want you to finish that thought. But I think there's, you know, kind of a stigma. In the protective service industry, mm-hmm. oh, you're not working with this this person. You know, you must have got fired. You must have mm-hmm. did something wrong. Right, right, so, right. so what's what's the combat to that? I think that's where you're going, but I just wanted to yeah, yeah. to kind of illustrate that or bring that to the surface.
1: I, I, I think the comeback for me is that you know, hey, you know, our brands are no longer aligned, and and that and that's pretty much all I'm going to say because the confidentiality that we have, we're not going to kiss and tell. We're not going to tell people this is why we are having a separation. Now the client might choose to do whatever they Mm -hmm. choose to do. You know, that's, Mm that's, that's, that's their prerogative, but I don't have to co-sign, right? Right. You have, you have a saying that that I love is that, hey, we don't feed trolls, right? So I'm not going to keep buying it because you know, sooner or later it's going to move away. But your best Mm -hmm. advertisement is always your work. And if you're doing good work, people see that. The way you move, the way you handle things, People see that you get noticed, and guess what? Mm -hmm. Another opportunity is going to manifest itself. And And to your point,
0: relationships end all the time.
1: Right. Absolutely. Every business. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we Mm -hmm. sometimes act like it's a we're we're surprised that all of a sudden that there was a relationship that that you know that came that that came to Mm -hmm. some type of some type of
0: end. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I guess staying on that that thread, there, uh, you know, there's a saying that you know. We don't choose our clients, our clients choose us in some mm-hmm. circles. So, you know, what advice do you have for protectors who are trying to get that dream client? Like mm-hmm. to try to go after well, that one where I think
1: I think I think the first thing you have to do is you have to ask yourself, where are your roots? What is it that you do well? Right? What is it that you really understand? My first clients came from the business arena, but I'm also a retired corporate vice president. So where did I go first? I went first where I already had credibility. I already understood how business people operate. I already understood the first time I I got on a on, on a private jet, it was not with one of my celebrity clients. It was when I was flying on a business trip, right? So I already understood that. So so since I already understood how the business world moves,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's easier for me to try to build clients in a place where i understand how they already operate when you look at certain protectors and you watch them with their clients and you can see the operational chemistry right you can see the relationship chemistry and it just looks easy it just flows mm-hmm. right sure. it's because they understand that industry and they understand how it moves and they understand how to add value and they understand when to push and when to pull right and that accordion that we talk about ebbs and ebbs and and, and falls. So these are the things that's because they understand the operations of that industry. So I I tell protectors, the first thing you gotta ask Mm -hmm. yourself when it comes to building a brand, when it comes to starting your agency, when it comes to being an individual, what is it that you do really well that most people find hard? Now, who has a need for those services, right? Now, based on who has a need for those services, Now, what else do you do that gives you a point of differentiation that separates you from even those who are in that space who also do that piece well, right? Mm -hmm. So that's how you start have to ask yourself first, what are my strengths and who has a need for those strengths? I always joke with people, I say, hey, if you're a gunslinger, right, and that's all you really have within Mm -hmm. the world of protective services, who values the guy who's really proficient with his firearms, it's typically PSD operators, right? Because they're the ones who are most at risk regularly of being shot at, right? So if that's what you really bring, the government Mm -hmm. needs to be a PSD operator, right? Mm -hmm. If you have a background and in the corporate world, well, maybe executive protection, protecting people in that corporate plane might might work Mm -hmm. well for you. If you speak multiple languages um, and you have a maybe let's say you have a dignitary background you have grown up overseas you learn some things maybe you you're, you're a military brat right so mm-hmm. you got to see different cultures maybe going into into the diplomatic protection world makes sense for you sure so once sure. again where can you where can you be grounded based on your background based on your strengths based on the things that you know that you know that that, that you have and then once so- you that, Go ahead, please. No, you do that you're going to start to stand for something Elijah you made a decision years ago when you started when you started icon services you do protection and more than just celebrity sector right right, right. but yeah. there are multiple people who are doing business across multitude of sectors but no one mm-hmm. was owning right celebrity protection so, and I, I know your portfolio of clients, right? And, and once again, so it's nobody else's business, but I know them. Mm-hmm. You do a lot of business with people who aren't celebrities, right? right. So once right. again, but you got known as being the protector, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in this celebrity world. There are other people who wrote books on protection, right? Mm-hmm. No one else wrote a book on VIP protection and tourism. <laughs>
0: right?
1: Right. I'll take that plug, Mark. Thank you. Right. right. Hey, I always tell this. This is what branding is, right? Mm -hmm. ESPN wasn't the first network that had sports. They were the first 24 hour sports network. Right. Got it. Got it. So they they claim that space. They they claimed a space and every good brand claims a space. American Express always stood for prestige. Right. Visa and MasterCard stood for ubiquity. Every Mm -hmm. life takes Visa everywhere you want to be. Right bmw or mercedes are both german automobiles right Mm -hmm. mercedes sold luxury bmw sold performance right the ultimate driving machine right so Mm -hmm. once again you can mutually coexist in a space with other people you just have to understand
0: what do you own wow i love it bro that was it's exactly what i was trying to you know when we started doing these short circuit segments which is taking a topic Mm -hmm. drilling down to it talking about the essence of of that and everything you, you were saying kind of related back to the fact that, you know, either on a personal level, we're a brand. Yeah. If we're setting up a company, the company's a brand, our client's a brand, all those things represent something. So what, when, what do we want them to represent? When, when I started Panther
1: Protection Services, uh, hey, I'm not 6'4 like you, right? So I'm not going to wake up in the morning and be 6'4. So I didn't build my agency on the gold gem model. I built it on a secret service model. If you look at most of the people in the secret service, they're 5'9 they're to about 6'3". Hundred and seventy-five to about two forty. There's a couple of flyers in there, but for the most sure. part, they're everyday average size mm-hmm. people, right? Who protect the most important man or woman in the world. Right. Okay. And so if they can do it at right. regular people sizes, then you don't have to be, you know, six four, two eighty. Absolutely. So so once again, so I built my I built my agency on that particular model. Mm-hmm. I built my agency on a risk mitigation model and not a risk management model. Yes, I have some risk management skills. Yes, I know how to do martial arts. Yes, I know how to shoot. Yes, I know how to do protective and evasive driving. But when I'm doing all of those things, maybe I knew the best job of mitigating the risk on the front end, which now had to, which forced me to now be behind the eight ball. And now I have to do all of those other things. So-
0: I, I, I gotta jump in here though, mm-hmm. you're being really modest. Mark does all of those other things in the back end very well too. So, I mean, I, I think it's great because what you prove is that you're well-rounded in the sense of, you know, I understand the building blocks of protective services. Correct. So we 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 know that we have to we might be faced with a situation where we have to cover evacuate. We have to right. get off the X or yes. we have to shield the client. Yes. But there's so many other things that happen on the front end. Right. And if those are done correctly, right. then they never get in those situations yeah. to I, begin with.
1: I, I remember sitting down with a client and um, somewhere and of course we were things were going well. And I knew we were going to get close to submitting a relationship. And he said, Mark, do you have any other people at your agency that are a little bit larger? I said, absolutely. I, said, I got guys that are six four, two eighty. I got guys that are, you know, that are six one. I got guys. Mm-hmm that, you know, to to, to bench 500 pounds of the feet on the bench. So I said, yeah, we got those too. I said, uh, I said, what are you concerned about? I said, you're worried about if something goes bad, can we handle it, right? He says, well, yeah. I said, let me ask you a question. If I bring you into access control parking, does it make a difference how big I am? He said, well, mate, I said, if I bring up the service elevator and no one knows you're even in the hotel, does it make any difference how big I am? He says, uh, well, no. So if we want to come in the front entrance, we want that big marquee thing. Since the only people who can stop traffic on the street or on the sidewalk are of police officers, here's what we're gonna need. We're gonna need barricades, need a couple of police officers, we need a clear line of sight from when we step out of the vehicle from the apron to wherever we're going inside the building. If you can give me that, I can bring in I can bring in my client in the front. <laughs> if you can't, I'd rather go into the loading dock. Right. Because right. every time your people have to touch somebody we increase the risk of liability. Every time I have to cut somebody, we increase the risk of liability. So let me know which way you want to do it. But if he wants to come in the front, these are the things that we need. And if you can't do those things, because what we're, we're committing to is a great show. We're not committing to walking in the front entrance. Sure. So I sure. guarantee we're going to give you a great show, but I can give you front entrance if you can give me these things. And if you can't. So once again, that's the part of, understanding the business. That's the part of understanding the brand. That's the part of coming to that happy medium with that particular client.
0: But I think, uh, and and I agree with everything you just said, uh, but one of your gifts is that you can articulate that. Mm -hmm. And so when we are are on a topic like this about branding, you know, I I would hazard to say that the majority of executive protection schools aren't talking about the brand.
1: And right, right. brand
0: management. Right. Uh, so someone listens to this show and they're like, "Wow, you know, that sounds great. How do I learn more? Mm-hmm. Where, where do we point them?" Right. Right.
1: Well, I tell them, I tell them to come to come 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 to come to class. Right. Come to class. Right. We right. teach us. We teach a segment on that. We mm-hmm. teach a segment on that. Particularly, mm-hmm. you know, you can right. contact me directly if you want me to consult with you on on branding. Mm-hmm. I'll be happy to do that. You know, for you know for the, for the right fee. You know, and these are all things that, that we could do because everyone's going to, there's just only so many ways to walk next to a client, right? But there's so many other things that are in this business. So if you're not learning how to get business, if you're not learning how to grow your own sphere, if you're not willing how to do, dupl- if you're not learning how to duplicate your services, because as a senior leader and as an agency owner, your job is to be able to replicate yourself with your people. Right, mm-hmm. people buy Icon for what they saw Elijah Shaw do, right? Mm-hmm. But Elijah can't grow Icon if he's the only he's if he's always the first and last line of defense. So he has to have other people in the agency who can do similar types of things. But what they saw you do became your agency standard. So in the recruiting of bringing on new people you have to bring on people who can perform to that standard because that's what the world has seen from your agency. That's what they've seen from somebody else's agency. That's what they've seen from Panther Protection Services. And so that's the the secret sauce. That's the tricky stuff. That's the hard part. And when you're out protecting clients, how do you simultaneously grow your business? Mm -hmm. So, that's the arc that goes with the science. And that's the stuff that no one's talking about. Everybody can tell you, oh, we're the we're the this company, we're this company, our alumni is this big, it's that big. How many of them are working in the industry? Yeah, there's the
0: question. Sure. Yeah.
1: Okay. So when is the last time you've been on a detail? Right. Is the last time you were on a detail we were worried about people with a telescope on a high rise? Right. Okay. <laughs> so so what's your strategy now for when somebody's flying a drone over your backyard? Where technically it's an aircraft and you can't shoot it down, right? Right. So, what's your strategy for that? Because that's the world that we're living in today, you know. So, once again, these are the things that you have to make sure that wherever you're going to get your training, wherever you get your knowledge, whatever skills you're trying to build, make sure they're contemporary with the needs
0: of today, you know. And I love it, brother. I I I love it. Um, I would say this. So, we're gonna put in the show notes okay. how to get in touch with you. Okay uh and then i also want to mention that you've written not one book not two books or is it five books now so yeah so this is five books so so i would encourage anyone that's interested uh you know take a look at mark james books he's got a great book that touches on areas of this type of topic which is inside the 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 bubble bubble, inside the bubble uh and again they can they can grab it from you direct or you know jump on amazon but but these are the things that i think are important to our listeners. Because it gets past the surface level of, you know, well, what we well, talk about—drop, drop kicks, and, yeah. and, and, uh, and 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 yeah. You know,
1: absolutely. You know, a lot of we talk all the time. I'm not former military. I'm not former law enforcement, right? So one of the things I did was I knew how to shoot. So because I'm not former military, I'm former not former. You can't take what I know how to shoot from me knowing how to shoot. So the first books I wrote were on shooting, right? Okay, people give you credit when you're published. Right. So guess what? I'm published. You and I both write articles for the circuit all the time. We've been writing them for decades for the circuit. Right. So right. if some, if that's important to somebody, guess what? Mm-hmm. We have some internationally published articles and white papers if that's important to somebody. Right. Okay. Because I'm not six four, people worry about can you take care of me and my family? Yes, I have several black belts. So once again, it's not that I'm bragging on the black belt. It's that somebody sees that as a sense of accomplishment. So once again, that checks the box for somebody, right? I used to teach negotiations, you know, in the corporate world. I used to teach branding in the corporate world. So that says I probably can effectively communicate a little bit. So I can probably do a little bit of the verbal judo because I used to teach negotiations. So once again, these are the things that allow people to say, here's why we think this agency can help us mitigate risk because they have more controls, they have more safeguards, which are built in. And that's where you have to find what's your special.
0: I love it, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark James. Thank you, brother, for, for joining us. I know you got some other things going on. Uh, right. Again, I'll put ways to contact Mark in the show notes, uh, as well as a link to uh, some of the uh, books that he's put out. And if you're interested, you can always hit Mark direct through the NABA Protector app. Um, he's one of the founders of it. So he's inside there. You can connect with him there. And uh, Mark, thank you so much. I'll catch you on the brother. other
1: side. Oh, my God. Peace. You have been listening to the Circuit Magazine podcast. Be sure to subscribe and be sure to not miss an episode.